Good morning and welcome to Beyond Sunday, episode 25, where I, Pastor Paul Van Strillen from Maranatha Christian Church, am joined by Josh Sweetman, our youth director, and we dig deeper into God's Word, what we looked at this past Sunday, and have a conversation about it, and you guys get to listen in, and hopefully it's a, a blessing to you all, and as much of a, a blessing as it is for us. So Josh, how are things going? Things are going well, for sure, yeah, and it's yeah, great to great to be here again, and to yeah, be discussing this last part of the Sermon on the Mount. That's right, that's right. Uh, yes, we are closing out our sermon series by looking at a few of the verses in chapter 7 of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, looking at judging others, uh, ask, seeking, and knocking, and the golden rule. Mm. So we're really looking forward to that and digging deeper into God's Word through this Beyond Sunday podcast. So, uh, Josh, I'll let you open it up here and uh, give us some some thoughts. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, lots of lots of sections. That, you know, I mean, there's there's basically you know like the three sections that were, that we kind of walked through. So, looking at like that judging uh, section, uh, you know, that one. Wow, you know, it's it's tough because uh, you know I was thinking about it. You know, in a in the culture where uh, we live, you know, we live in a very uh, in a culture that likes to say, and I've heard this line all the time, is don't judge me. Right. Uh, I, I, I heard that a lot. And I mean, you even hear it on commercials, you know, for gyms or whatever, and it will be, you know, a judgment free zone. Ah. So here we go to like this, uh, do not, do not judge others. And so in that way, kind of, you know, it matches up in that way, but there's still something to me where I'm like, Hmm, you know, how does this, judging others come across in this don't judge me kind of culture you know how, how do we how do we now look at Matthew 7 in this way in light of what our culture says about not uh, um, you know don't judge me <laughs> yeah and that's a that's a great question Josh uh, I think part of the difficulty that we have in our culture today is that we are quite self-focused and quite individualistic as a result, which Absolutely. I think is different than the ancient uh, Near Eastern um, context that, mm-hmm. that Jesus was ministering in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was definitely a, a much more of a sense of community and working together and being together. But mm-hmm. here we still have the same instruction. And also knowing that Jesus is addressing Pharisees and um People like, and he gives an example. Uh, what was that? The, the prayer of the, the uh, Pharisee and the tax collector, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. Where the Pharisee is like, "Oh Lord, I thank you for not making me like this yeah. terrible sinner beside me." And then mm-hmm. the sinner was praying, "Lord, I don't even have the guts to look up to you mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm just worth nothing," right? Right. And and I think that that gets a little bit to the heart of this attitude of, of judgment towards others. Are mm-hmm. we looking at others to better them or yeah. are we looking at others to better ourselves? Yeah. And so using the gym analogy, yeah, if, sure. if you're in, in a working out in the gym, yeah. um, you know, you're going to maybe tear someone down mm-hmm. rather than building them up. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, I've been in the gym um, a number of years ago now, <laughs> and um, the the idea was if if I was using the equipment incorrectly, then somebody would come over and help me, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and maybe they would you know would strike up a conversation, and and there was this atmosphere of um, trying to improve oneself and then helping others improve themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you can hear of stories of people going to the gym, and, um, yeah, they get shamed for being overweight. You yeah. know? And I'm like, well, um, oh, yeah, that, that reminds me of, you know, people who complain about going to church because of all the hypocrites there. <laughs> it's like uh, going to a gym and being complaining about, you know, uh, unfit and perhaps overweight people being there. Well, that's yeah. exactly where they need to be in order yeah. to become... <laughs> Exactly. More healthy, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing with church. We come to church in order to become more healthy. And sometimes that means being called out mm-hmm. if our theology or our actions or our understandings are not in alignment with God's Word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's got to be like, an, you know, I mean, it's such an interesting line with that too, you know, because I think, I think you touched on this on Sunday too, of like, you know, having the calling out and it being okay and then having a very critical spirit of you know just calling out for every every little thing you know and so there's this really fine line i find of like yeah being able to either you know pushing someone towards you know jesus and the and the right way and being a critical spirit and sometimes those things can be kind of hard to navigate because uh, you know they're it's it's such a fine line I find. Yeah, and and I guess it kind of comes back to something that we've kind of really been discussing throughout this sermon series. Yeah, and and you just reminded me of that, and I didn't mention it on Sunday, is that our righteousness is from Christ, mm-hmm. and so there's no way we could ever boast, right? Right. Um, just like Paul says in Ephesians that you know. We are saved by grace through faith, mm-hmm. and that is a gift of themselves. Otherwise, we would boast about our faith. Yeah. Well, how can we boast about a fi- something that is given to us freely by God? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with our righteousness. And so, um, in the sense that Jesus is talking about this this plank or this beam or whatever mm-hmm. in our own eye, um, that is our sin. And Paul, the apostle, also describes himself as the chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. How could he make that claim? I mean, he was not... You know, it's not as though he had a corner yeah. on sinning over and above otherwise, although he did, you know, um, he regretted the persecution of right. the church, the early church that he did participate in. Right. But no, when he was talking about being the chief of sinners, what he meant was it is so much easier to be aware of all of our own shortcomings when we come in humility before God. Mm-hmm. And so he says, I am the greatest sinner that I personally know. Yeah. Um, I look at, he says, if I am honest towards others, mm-hmm. I will see that they are more holy than I believe I am. Yeah, because I don't know what's in your mind. I don't know what is yeah. in all your action, uh, right. actions. You know, I only see you on Facebook, you right. know, some of us in these pandemic days, right? right. Um, and it looks like your life is way more put together than mine, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's how uh, Paul would, would say. And so in that sense, we have a more accurate representation of our own living right yeah and so uh, to see then how we look at others and apply that to others is, is to be very careful and mm-hmm. to say not not that i mean make no mistake jesus does say 
You know, first take the log out of your own eyes. So that is, first of all, confess your own sin before mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be able to see clearly and precisely mm -hmm. and accurately to take the speck out of our brother's eye. And so it's not that, as though uh, we are to, to not judge anyone. Right. But we are to do so in humility and in grace and in love yeah. um, so that we can provide correction. Yeah, yeah, right. And so. uh, I think that that's huge. And then that, that last part of, of the judgment <laughs> section, really, really, I mean, is, uh, you know, you read it just through and you're like, wait, like dogs and pigs? And, yeah. You know, what is what is going on here? I think I think we, you know, you alluded to some of that on Sunday, but like, yeah. What what is going on here? Like, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. Like, what is going on here? You know. Well, yeah. And so, um, one of the commentaries that I read, uh, I love the way they phrased it. Was hogs and or dogs and hogs, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice, uh, nice rhyme there. Yeah. But um, yeah, and it, it has to do with I think how we interact with unrepentant people. So there's going to be a time where we're going to um, be faced with in a situation where, where someone has sinned or right. someone is persisting in their sinfulness and no amount of um, non-judgmental but very careful um, loving correction is applied and, and they won't receive it. And they won't receive it in the grace and intent and love that it is being given. And so... Um, there comes a time where, where then then we treat them as we would a pagan or a tax collector. So you keep giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ. You keep mm -hmm. telling them the truth in, in a loving way, of course, but being careful that, that they don't turn and use it against you, right? Yeah. And and that can happen too. We've seen that sometimes where, where you try to convince someone of their error and mm -hmm. they persist in it, and then they start attacking the other person in order to make their case stronger or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what um, Jesus is getting at here. And, and when we see it in the great context of all of Scripture, mm -hmm. we see God being very patient and um, patient with the Amorites, for example, the, mm -hmm. the Canaanites, right? Uh, they had had the Word of God. They had uh, prophets speaking to them, preaching to them, telling them the truth, and they turned toward all wickedness, and they were even sacrificing their children alive yeah. in fires and disgusting. Yeah. Can't even imagine that. Sure. Right. And they were really horrible and not so great people. And they had 400 years while Israel was in uh, Egypt, uh, 480 years, something like that, um, where they had opportunities to repent. Mm -hmm. We see that in Israel. They were told, this is the way you must live. And they departed from that way of living, mm -hmm. and they wandered away, and God raised up first uh, judges, and then he raised up kings, and they still, and eventually they were exiled. Mm -hmm. And God promised that that's what would happen. Yeah. And so I think in that same similar sense here, when we give and give and give, and there's no response, no mm -hmm. faithful, true faith response from the other individual, that's when we just need to pull back and be careful and recognize that perhaps at this juncture the Holy Spirit is not working in their hearts unto salvation and unto reconciliation. Right. And then we, we treat them a little bit more carefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Because it would be so easy, I would imagine, to like, to read this at first and be like, well, wait a minute. Like, 
Jesus is saying to like, give up on them. Like, wait, didn't didn't earlier in the Sermon on the Mount he talk about being salt and light to the whole world? Yes. And so you know, like, and so then you're all of a sudden like, oh well, wait, like, where is you know, there's it, it almost could could read like a contradiction. But then you think about it, you say, okay, this is not. You know, it's that I think in and I think you hit it there where you said, yeah, at this juncture, the Holy Spirit isn't isn't, you know, possibly working in them. And that's not, you know, our our role either. Our role is to, you know, give them give them Christ. And yeah. then, you know, I mean, let, let God take care of that kind of stuff. And, and maybe it's not us. Maybe it's somebody else that will. Or exactly. Maybe not. And exactly. It's not for us to know. Yeah, and and God uses all kinds of people, right? Absolutely, I mean, uh, it, it works together. He works with us. He works with others. Um, you know, there's there's maybe a different circumstance where all of a sudden people are like, ah, oh, now I get it. Yeah, I just oh yeah, this is totally inconsistent with what you know so and so was saying to me, but now I don't get it. Yeah, but like Jesus gave the same instruction to the disciples. If you mm -hmm. go into it, you know, when he sent out the twelve and we sent out the the seventy, right? Right. It says if you enter. Uh, into a village and, and your peace rests on you there, you're welcomed, yeah. then stay. Yeah. But if they don't receive you, well, then you shake the sand, the dust off your sandals and you move on, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, in the sense that we have to be wise stewards of the time that we are given mm -hmm. and be continually looking for also receptive soil. So right. it's not that we stop. Right. right, we never cut off someone. Right. Right. We never cancel anyone, right. uh, to use the, uh, sure. the phrase of the day. Sure, but we are wise and discerning and yeah. uh, feeding into those who are receptive, as with the goal, of course, is is that those will then feed into others and feed into the others, and you have the exponential growth. Mm -hmm. But if you're only focused on one and there is no growth, then you're you're limiting, right? Yeah, you're being um, a dead horse. In that exactly, <laughs> in that sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so it's and, good. And so, yeah, no, for sure. And like, and then it moves on to ask, seek, knock, and this is kind of that, uh, you know, uh, persistent part of it of like, you know, okay, you know, that being uh, persistent uh, in, in uh, yeah, knocking and seeking and, and uh, all that stuff. So looking at that, like, I, I was kind of struck by thinking about like uh, prayer and how that mm -hmm. and how that works into this of where you know uh, you know we're we're going to God in prayer. So how does how can this section of Matthew seven and the Sermon on the Mount shape the way that we pray? Uh, and and uh, yeah, I guess yeah, just that. How does it shape the way we pray? Exactly, and. Um... And, and it's interesting, following on the heels of, of you know, not getting a reception, right, mm -hmm. from, from these uh, dogs and hogs, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, what is our, our next step? Yeah. Well, our next step is if, if our personal interactions are not working yeah. with that individual, yeah. then we turn, you know, always we are in communication with, with God. Absolutely. Make, make no mistake there. Yeah. But then, then we are giving it over to the Lord. We are seeking on their behalf. We are asking on their behalf. We are knocking on their behalf, right? And so that the Holy Spirit would come into that individual and uh, into their lives to bless and encourage and reveal the truth to them so that they can really, truly grow um, and receive this amazing gift. I mean, if we really, truly knew and understand what it was that Christ has accomplished for us through his death, uh, his life, death, resurrection, and ascension, 
um, and, and what heaven is going to be like. Uh, we would be on every single street corner as much as we could, just pounding the pavement, telling people everything that we could about who Jesus is and that love that he has for us and the salvation that he's given to us. And yet we know, um, and this ties in a little bit into uh, what we're going to be looking at in this, this coming up week, Sure, is uh, as we start a new series on the Passion of Christ and mm -hmm. looking at that Holy Week uh, the week of ministry leading up to his death and crucifixion, where he's really giving the screws to the Pharisees, mm -hmm. kind of really forcing their hand as to yeah. following through with their plot to kill him. Um, so we see that in Jesus. We see that in his ministry um, where, uh, and now I totally lost my train of thought. So mm -hmm. that happens, um, especially once you get over the age of uh, 45. <laughs> so there's a good glimpse of, of your go. life in a few years there, Josh. But anyhow, yeah, sure. um, so here we, we have um, the sense where, where Jesus is now encouraging us to turn to him in prayer yeah. uh, for our loved ones, uh, for people in our community, mm -hmm. uh, for people that we meet, whether it's at the grocery store or wherever, mm -hmm. uh, to encourage them to come to know Jesus Christ and yeah. give them over. Um, and uh, just as the Pharisees, now I've got my train again, Go just as it. the Pharisees were rejecting Jesus, um, there will be people who will reject him, uh, no matter what we do, no matter what we say and how we treat uh, others. But that's not an excuse for us to, you know, just treat them poorly, but rather that we look at them rationally and, and mm -hmm. figure out uh, how things are going mm -hmm. and, and how res responsive they are. And just entreating to the Lord. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I've got a number of people that I'm bringing to the Lord and asking him to work in their hearts and their lives and so yeah. you know we keep doing that and that's that's our greatest power that's where our greatest strength lies right mm -hmm. it's in that so yeah yeah no doubt and then i mean it kind of uh goes on to the the uh bread and if your your son asks for bread you're going to give him a stone or a fish and a snake and it's like whoa again this kind of is like one of these examples like we saw in verse six where you're like whoa 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 hey wait what the world is going on here like what do you what do you mean uh, that you give them a stone or you give them a snake and then you start to see oh okay uh you know even uh if you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts how much more is your father in heaven going to give good gifts and so we're able to see these good gifts of god and saying like wow god is really a, a great god a god who, who and and again i think that's pounding on what you said but if we truly knew the goodness yeah. of God, like truly knew the goodness of God, it would push us towards that towards that urgency of that ass seek knock. You yes, know? absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and um, yeah, and 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 um, highlighting a little bit touched on in the sermon was sure. You know, we ask, yeah, uh, and and it's a request, right? Mm -hmm. We seek. So we follow up the request by, by action on our parts, right? Mm -hmm. So through continued prayer, um, what comes to mind is, uh, is Hannah's prayer mm -hmm. uh, before Eli, right? Yep. Um, in the temple, praying and asking uh, for a son and promising the Lord that if, if he were to bless her with a son, she was, she was barren at the, that yep. point, uh, that she would dedicate him to service in the temple. And the Lord heard her prayer mm -hmm. and answered it and provided her with Samuel who came became a, a very great, great prophet yeah. for Israel. So um, 
there is that sense where we, we see her persistence in seeking and seeking and knocking, knocking, and then the door was open to her. And so I think in our prayer then for others and for ourselves too, um, seeking God's will and direction for our lives, where, where we are, how we are to serve him, where we can serve him in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, you know, all those areas. Um, being persistent and consistent in following through in prayer. Mm. I think it's a great lesson. Yeah. And um, yeah, we've got this, this idea, right? Parents are generally pretty good, right? There's some <laughs> bad parents out there, I'm sure. But um, generally speaking, we know how to treat others quite well. Yeah. And um, if we, who are evil, right, uh, born in sin, right, uh, sinful for the moment we were conceived, according to uh, Psalm 139, right? Yeah. Um, if we, who are born in a state of sinfulness by God's grace, is, is kind of common grace, I guess, yeah. are able to do good and right things, how much more God, who is good and all good, and the source, the overflowing source of all good, right? Um, how much more will he just be willing to lavish his good gifts um, to those who ask? So whether we are asking for ourselves, but I, I think the context is really kind of leaning towards asking for others. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And then, I mean, we hit the last, the last part, the, that narrow and wide gate. So yeah. another, another picture of, uh, you know, okay, so entering through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and they enter through it. Whoa. I mean, you know, this sounds, sounds kind of interesting because it's like, yeah, the, that gate that leads to those things that lead us to the destruction, like it's going to look like that's a pretty wide road to be traveling and could be, could be tempting to, you know, Hey, that, that looks like the, the easy way out. Right. Uh, but really, I mean, here we find that the, that the path to God, the path that Jesus lays out here is this narrow road and it leads to life and it's this life giving path and it, but only a few find it. Whew. That's yeah, a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to read for sure. Because you're like, whoa, hey, like, like, uh, boy, did I, did I find the right path? Maybe, right. Maybe that's something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yes, yes. Uh, those are great thoughts. Um, yeah. You know, and um, yeah, it, it. Getting back to the beginning where we talked about going to the gym. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, so wide and easy is the path of staying on the couch and having a snack and watching TV. Absolutely. But narrow is the path that leads to, you know, healthiness uh, by limiting your diet, yeah. uh, by choosing your diet carefully and by exercising and stuff, you know, getting up and getting out there and exercising, um, you know, that, that is not necessarily something that everyone does. No. And, and those who, who make the will and determination to follow through on that uh, see kind of a, uh, the results then of mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And for us to, um, uh, similarly with regard to our faith, and this, this uh, ties into, you know, working out our salvation through mm -hmm. fear and trembling. Working out is like that gym, mm -hmm. right? It's, mm -hmm. it's uh, spending time in prayer, spending time in God's Word, seeking to know it and understand it. And, and study it and pray through it and, and that sort of thing. That's that's what we need to do. And um, it's easy to just kind of slide along and, and you know, uh, 
do things the, the easy way, but it ends up leading to destruction because it doesn't build in that uh, determination that we see in, in, verses, uh, in verses 7 and 8, right? Yeah. Uh, ask, seek, and knock. Yeah. Um, for those who ask, receive, the one who seeks, finds, and the one who knocks, it will be open. Right? So there's that persistence that we see in, in faith. And so Jesus really um, re, reiterating that, that thing in, in this, this passage here. Mm -hmm. And so um, you ask, how do we know <coughs> yeah. um, if we're on the right path? Yeah. Right? And um, so the answer would be, well, is life easy or difficult? Is faith easy or difficult, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if if you find that you're you're um, bumping up with dealing with your own sin in your life, if you're bumping up and dealing with um, you know uh, a path that you, you just really can't imagine walking on by your own power and strength, um, uh, you know, <coughs> I'm not necessarily suggesting that if you know, in your life, uh, work or family or other things come easy to you that you're not a Christian. It's not what I'm trying to say. Here. Right. But if if you're uh, sensing the Holy Spirit upon you, convicting of you of sin, and so you can uh, come before him, like we mentioned already, Psalm 139, search me, O God, know my heart, mm -hmm. see if there is any uh, wicked way within me, right? Mm -hmm. And then he concludes that psalm, that prayer, by saying, you have searched me, you do know me and you are revealing your will in my life um and and i see you know that i've only made a small advance in faithful living yeah. and so i need you more and more and so that i can uh, live more faithfully uh, by your power and strength so right um uh there's a song by matt papa and i'm not even sure exactly what it's what it's called um but he has a. It's it's based on uh, John the Baptist's response to Jesus, and he says, "I must decrease, Christ must increase." Right, mm. and so I think that's the heart of all of us is that our importance must decrease, our focus on ourselves must decrease, our attention to our needs and our wants and our things um, must decrease, and Christ must increase. Yeah. And so we see that in Philippians chapter 2, the attitude of Christ, mm -hmm. you know, have the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus who humbled himself. So we are to humble ourselves, we are to confess our sins, and um, whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. Yeah. yeah. So focusing on, on others uh, and not so much on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't it, I mean, it's, you know, as we walk through the Sermon on the Mount here, and I think one of the first things we said was um, that, you know, this whole sermon is Jesus raising this bar for us. And we said, boy, I mean, in, in all of these things, it's really hard uh, for us to reach that, that level. And frankly, we can't yeah, on our impossible. own. It's impossible. And so we need Jesus uh, we need his his sacrifice that he gave on the cross so that that can happen. and that's and and it's only through him that that you know you can reach those those standards and that's yeah. and I mean how fitting that yeah it kind of just yeah that it that we've concluded all of that with this kind of uh, 
yeah, the, that life-giving, it's, it's not going to be easy, obviously. No. Uh, you know, we're not promised the Christian life is going to be an easy one. And yet, uh, when we walk through that narrow gate and knowing that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and that he has paid the price for our sins, wow, like all yeah. of a sudden, like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And it just, yeah, all leads to all these other things, right? Like, it just ties so well. Yeah, and and it's uh, it's it's remembering too that not only is is salvation uh, the the free gift of of grace, sanctification, mm-hmm. that process of becoming more and more like God, yeah. um, as Jesus had said earlier in the sermon, be perfect, therefore as I am perfect, or as the Father is perfect, yeah. right? Um, that's the standard, right? And to think that, oh, okay, I'm saved by grace through faith in Christ, and now I can really put my full effort into becoming this perfect Christian. It's always pulling on Christ, drawing from him, receiving his righteousness. Um, as as the Apostle Paul describes, you know, it's putting on Christ mm-hmm. and his righteousness, putting on the armor of God right. is putting yeah. on Christ. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it, it really is bound up in finding everything in Christ, and I wish we could have, uh, you know, really looked at the last section of the Sermon on the Mount here, mm. um, because if if you know some of the uh, the things about do not give to the dogs what is holy, do not throw your pearls before pigs, um, the the scariest scariest line in the Bible I think is not everyone who says to me Lord Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. but only he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Um, and then I will, dec- and you know, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this, that, and the other thing in your name? And then he will declare to them, I never knew you. And um, that, I think, is probably the most frightening passage in the scriptures. And so I think we are constantly coming before Christ saying, you know, it's not about us. It is about you, Jesus. Um, may your name be praised and glorified. And it is not about what we are doing, whether it's in your name or otherwise. Um but it is it is by your power that we we live and, and move yeah. and and have our being and then produce fruit and then the fruit, um, which Jesus talks about in verses fifteen through nineteen, uh, gets into how that fruit is is played out in us. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, it's been great uh, discussing the Sermon on the Mount these past uh, you know six weeks or so. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Now we, we look forward to now this Lent season, uh, yep. which which begins, uh, and uh, yeah, I think you alluded to, we're going with that, the passion of Christ, so look forward to talking about that stuff in, in the coming weeks ahead. Yeah, you bet. Uh, again, thanks for, for this time that we get to spend together every week, Josh. Yeah. Love it. And again, if uh, anyone out there has any questions or comments, uh, feel free to reach out to us, uh, whether the Maranatha Facebook page or uh, sending emails to uh, myself or Josh, whatever, uh, however works best for you, and let us know what you're thinking and what your thoughts are. And may the peace of Christ be with you, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all as we continue in this season of, uh, beginning the season of Lent and living through this pandemic. May God's blessings be upon us all. Amen.